Good morning, everybody. Um, Welcome to another Lightworks podcast. I am your host, Martha Newcomb, and I'm going to be taking you through 1 Samuel. I wanted to talk about boldness in the prophetic voice because I think it's so important. I I know that for me personally, when I was 16, um, when I was starting to get a lot of prophetic words from God, I was afraid to say anything because I didn't want to sound like I was crazy or look weird. So I was so thankful when as soon as my gifts started to um, be evident that God quickly brought people in my life to not only protect me and guide me in this spiritual uh, precious gift, because I do see it as very precious, which is why I want to treat it with respect. Um, But... I was so thankful because they taught me the spiritual disciplines to making sure that I I knew what what this gift was about and making sure that I was using it in the right way. Now, for me, you know, one of the things that was really pressed upon me by, you know, like my spiritual mothers, as I would call them, is that they really emphasized the need for me to be alone with God, to learn his voice, to be familiar with his voice. And I think this is so important because there's a lot of voices out there. You have your friends, your family, and of course, the outside world, all telling you different things. That's why it's important that you, if you operate in a prophetic, that you really like try to segregate yourself from all that. I mean, it's okay to acknowledge them and hear them out. But at the same time, it's important for you to make sure that you're separated so that you can hear God's voice distinctly and it's very clear to you that it's God speaking to you and it's not somebody's influence coming in, you know, when you're receiving a word. Um, so it's important, like I said, for me that I had to really like spend time alone. I call it going to the mountaintop because that's like, like the highest place I could think of where I could be alone with God and nobody can like bug me or distract me and I could just be alone with God and just allow him to speak to me. And, you know, you see this in first Samuel chapter three, when Samuel's, when Samuel's, um, prophetic voice is first heard. And this is such an interesting story. I think that I hear a lot of stories about, you know, the prophet Elijah and Eli and even about Elisha, but this particular story really ministered to me on a personal level because I was very young when I received my gift. So I could relate to it a lot. And the fear that I had and of being able to share something that might seem crazy to the people I'm telling it to. Um, I wanted to share briefly about my first, one of my first experiences in this situation. So years ago, I was going to, I I was visiting a church. It was my friend's church from school. And she had invited me to a youth meeting. And I went there. And um, I was seeing a lot of things that the young people were doing. And it was very disrespectful, even to the point of telling the pastor to shut up. And all of a sudden, we were sitting in a circle And, you know, we were about to start the meeting. And I began to shake and tremble 
And this was a very new thing for me. I, I never experienced anything like this before. And I began to speak to the youth at the meeting. I'm, remember, I'm the visitor. <laughs> it was my first time there. And all of a sudden, I began to speak. And I began to talk about how they, they were grieving the Holy Spirit and how they were disrespecting God's house by the things they were doing. And the message kind of went in that way. And I don't remember exactly everything that I said, but it was along those lines. And I said, I am going to start praying right now. And I remember closing my eyes and I was shaking and I began to cry. And I said, Lord, forgive us for disrespecting your house. Lord, I pray that you would just work in our hearts, that we would honor you and that we would treat your heart, your house with respect, that we would have reverence for you. And then I was just, you know, speaking from the heart and praying to God. And then all of a sudden I stopped. And then my friend that invited me, she started praying and she started repenting to God. And then everybody started praying and repenting to God. People just started crying and weeping before God. Even the even the youth leader, I remember she was saying, Lord, you know, and forgive me because I've been smoking cigarettes and I know I need to stop and I haven't did it. Like she was confessing her sin before God. And it was just the awesome move of God at that time. And I was very young. I was like 16 at that time. I had no idea what was happening. I even got so scared. Like what, what just happened? But everybody was like, you know, like what happened? And like, I had no way of explaining it, but it was God's spirit coming on me at a, at a young age. And I remember being scared, afraid of being bold. And all of a sudden, you know, I started to tremble. And all of a sudden, God, I believe that it was God who gave me the boldness to speak. And the fruit of that is that these young people repented before God. And, you know, basically they... In, in a sense, they kind of were backslidden in their heart and they basically came back to God, repenting and asking God for forgiveness. And it was just a, a beautiful um, sight to see as a Christian. And even for me, as somebody who was so young to have this gift, although I didn't understand everything at that time, I knew that God was working and it was amazing just to be a part of it. It was nothing that I did. It was just that I was just the willing vessel and God used me at that time. He needed a message uh, spoken and he used me to do it. And that was the start of my prophetic, uh, gifting. But I wanted to bring you to, uh, Samuel chapter three. And one of the things I really, I really love is that in Samuel chapter three, it says the boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. And then it goes on to say that, you know, at these times, the, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not as widespread. So, you know, prophetic words weren't happening that much. And in this time, Eli was getting old. He was blind. And, you know, Samuel was there. And it's interesting that it says that Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was located. And, you know, we know the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. And so Samuel's there and all of a sudden 
you know, the Lord calls Samuel. And he thinks at this time that it's Eli calling him. So he keeps going to Eli. Eli saying, it's not me. You know, go back to bed. But then even Eli recognizes that God is the one that's speaking to Samuel. And he says, you know what? Why don't you go and lay down? And if you hear him, and I like this part. It says, speak for your servant is listening. Well, anyways, the interesting part of this is that Samuel is given a word about his teacher, Eli, about his family. And it was God's judgment over Eli for not stopping the sin of his, of his children for the things they were doing. Because remember that Eli's sons were wicked and did not respect God, you know, taking from the sacrifices, sleeping with the women, you know, at the, at the temple. So Eli never corrected this. So God had to judge him. And Samuel had to, was given this prophetic word by God. So can you imagine this young child, (laughs) this young kid, and God gives him this word and it's for his teacher. I mean, I can't even imagine being put in that situation. However, this did take place. And it even goes to say that even that Samuel was scared because he didn't want to share this with Eli. But then the next morning, of course, Eli calls Samuel. And he's like, Samuel, my son. And he's like, here I am. And, and then Eli asked him, what was the message he, that God gave you? And Eli even pushed it further by saying, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and go and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. Now, can you imagine this predicament that Samuel's in? I mean, he has a word, but the word is for Eli. However, Samuel was obedient, told him everything. And it's interesting because if I were to hear that word coming to me about my family, I don't know if I would have taken it as well as Eli did because Eli's response was just that of very of, of maturity. He says, he is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. And then it says, you know, that Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied so and this also this also confirmed that Samuel was like the new prophet now why do I bring this up I think it's important first of all because one of the things that I really um I really take from this story things something that really resonates with me is the correction piece of this um you know because it's not easy to correct anything um and sometimes your own fear can get in the way of your prophetic voice and even now you know god is raising up you know the true prophetic voice in this time when there's a lot of other false prophetic voices and I know you might be wondering why is she on this, you know, this subject a lot. Um, 
for a while now, God has been directing me to talk about the prophetic voice because I think for many years, a lot of Christians have been misled with the wrong way to use the prophetic gifting. And I believe that in a sense, God is calling me to help shed light on this, but also to help you come back to how the prophetic gifting operated in the Bible and how it should operate today, you know, as we, as we, you know, the gifts of God are still moving. Um, but I think because there has been a lot of examples of it that kind of have, um, in a sense, kind of discredited this gift. I think that it's important to, to know that this, the prophetic gifting is still there. It exists. It's just being more educated on the proper way to use our prophetic voices. Um, Another thing is that a, a, a while back I read a, an article and it was talking about, um, you know, the prophecies that talked about how Trump was going to win a second term. And, you know, so it was saying how it, it's discrediting Christianity, especially in the prophetic realm, because a lot of you know, people, a lot of Christians prophesied that Trump was going to win another, another election, that he was going to, you know, have the second term in 2020, and it did not come to pass. And although it's, you know, it is important to acknowledge that, yes, you know, a lot of them got it wrong. This is not a time for us to rip these people apart. I think we need to extend grace as God has extended grace to us. Um, you know, I just think it's very important, though, that, like I said in my last podcast, that we not be so quick to make prophetic words without really going to God and making sure that it's really his word. Now, for me, that wasn't the word that God gave me. Um, if you go to um, my YouTube channel, you'll find that's not the case. But I'm not here to talk about, like, necessarily that but just that you know it's important that when it comes to correction that um we we do offer uh grace and um forgiveness um uh, because it's not easy um it is not an easy thing when you have to when you have to acknowledge the fact that you know, something you said was wrong. So why am I bringing this up? Well, I'm bringing this up because um, when all of this happened, you know, a lot of people started coming after these um, people that did these um, Trump prophecies that weren't fulfilled um, and started like calling them names, started threatening them and, um, you know, saying, a lot of things about them. And, you know, that does not reflect God's heart. That's not how we correct. I think we could take a lesson from Samuel. First of all, confrontation shouldn't become easy to you. 
I know for me, it doesn't every time God has to um, confront a sin and he uses me. Um, I kind of dread it. I don't like doing it. It's so uncomfortable for me. But I'm like, okay, God, I'll do it. But it's between me and that person. Um, and it's done in love and gentleness. I think it's important that us, you know, those who operate in the prophetic voice, some actually, if you, if you, if you find correction enjoying, you're not using your prophetic gift right. If you actually look forward to correcting people or you, you, you can't wait to do it or you're looking for people to correct, then you have the wrong spirit about the prophetic gift. It is very heartbreaking for me when I have to do it. Okay, because first of all, I'm a sinner myself. So for me to have to tell somebody something, I, I, I don't look forward to it. It is not a fun thing to do. However, God has a purpose for it, and, and when I'm called to do it, I do it. But honestly, it's not something that I am comfortable with doing. This is why I need God's boldness, because it's not always fun. Like I told you, when I was 16, it was very hard for me to give that word when I was just a visitor in a church. They could have easily said, who are you? Like, However, God was faithful, and he showed up, and he, he reached their hearts, and you know, and God got the glory out of it. However, you know, um, that's not always the case. And so um, when I read that article, it was interesting because, you know, a lot of, a lot of them were saying, the, these people who had gave these Trump prophecies were saying maybe it was peer pressure. And one person even admitted to that they were just being pressured. And that's why I said it's important for you to segregate yourself and not get so closely tied to to people's uh, other voices because then you're going you might miss something. Um, it's very important that although you acknowledge what they're saying, you hear what they're saying, you also separate yourself and making sure that that's something God's telling you. You just don't go along with the crowd. You have to make sure that it's God speaking to you. And a lot of the times when I have heard people say something, I'm like, well, that's not what God's showing me. And um, so it's important that we we really rely on God and not go by what other people say. Um, and, I mean, even with the instance of Samuel, he could have been like pressured and been like, oh, you know, I can't say that about my teacher. He could have went off saying something else and he would have totally been disobeying God, but he didn't. He was faithful and gave the word. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to give the word even when, when we don't feel comfortable or even when we're afraid to because we're afraid of what the other person's going to say. I mean, thankfully in this situation, Eli, because he was spiritually mature and he did understand, you know, um, the, the prophetic um, calling. He didn't take offense to what Samuel said. He understood and just accepted, you know, the will of God. But that's not always the case. Um, however, it's important that we see this even now and today that, you know, sometimes we're going to have to give a word and people are not going to like it. I mean, when I gave the word about Biden winning, oh, you've got to, you, you have to understand people came at me and was saying that, you know, I wanted this or it's me. And it was like, seriously, I can't put my biased opinion in this. It has to be God giving me this. I can't, I can't do something because I think something. It has to be God telling me this. 
And God was very adamant about me sharing this. And it was like, okay, God, again, you know, I'm going to do this. But, um, again, it's important that you have boldness. And I do believe if you're struggling with boldness, that you begin to pray to God and ask God to rid you of the fear. Because when you operate in the prophetic, that fear of man, it really comes on strong. It really does come strong. That's one of the biggest battles you're going to have to fight if you work in the prophetic is you have to get over the fear of what people are going to say about you. And you have to speak. If God's telling you to share something, you need to speak up. But you need to go take it to God first. If you really feel like God is sharing with you something, you need to make sure, though, that you filter it out in his presence. Go to his presence and filter it, making sure that there's none of you in that message. Because if there is, that message is going to be corrupted and it's going to, instead of, you know, producing good fruit, it's going to, it's going to produce fruit of discord. Um, it's going to have people angry. Um, instead of doing good, it's going to do more harm. So it's very important that, um, we be careful in how we do things. That's why personally, I don't name names. I don't think that's really, um, where God is leading me. But I think when it comes to issues, I, I bring up the issues because I think that's the, that's the most important thing that you learn from the mistakes that we've seen in the prophetic, you know, voice that you see something and you say, okay, you know, we really need to be careful with that. And I think that when I read this article, even after all of that stuff and they, you know, they am realizing that, Maybe they were wrong in this and what did they do wrong is to come out thinking, okay, we really just need to be careful next time. And we need to not like, um, just say things because out of pressure or out of our own biases that we really need to make sure that it's God. And I, and I'm glad that through it, they, through this article that they realized, you know what, the, 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 the different, uh, prophetic voices, Many of them realized it and, you know, they walked in humility and said, you know what, I was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, if you're thinking, well, well, they're false prophets and they're doing this and they're doing that. Let me remind you, um, in Galatians 6, 1, you know, when we, when we like rebuke people or correct people, I want you to understand something. First of all, we want to restore with gentleness And if we're threatening people and calling them names, that's not restoring them in gentleness. Um, We also have to understand that we are also susceptible to the same sins of those we correct. So before you come on strong and start like, you know, striking them, you need to remember that you're susceptible for the same stuff. And we cannot allow our, our pride to get in the way. You cannot have pride when you're correcting somebody. Because tell me, let me tell you this, God will check you for it. God will check you for it. So it is important that if you have the prophetic voice and God's telling you to correct somebody, that you restore with gentleness and that you keep watch that you do not fall into sin. Okay, remembering that because it will help you approach correction and rebuke much differently. Um, it also needs to be done with love. It can't be quarrelsome either. You're not here to fight people. All you do is tell them and, you know, it's up to them to receive it. But I think one of the biggest mistakes as I see is that when people correct people, they do it in a way that just sounds like they're 
being so it's like it's done with the judgmental and critical spirit in a way that's more condemning than restoring and i think we have to be careful with that so um although this article you know talks about how you know how it has done a lot of harm these trump prophecies have done a lot of harm in the charismatic movement and you know christianity um, i think that what we can learn from this is that you know what um, we have to go back to Christ and we need to seek God. Um, and I think it, it, one of the biggest things that, you know, from reading that article is that, um, we really cannot, um, be influenced by other voices, even if they are prophetic voices. It's, it's so important that you yourself, um, you, you learn how to, um, navigate through the Holy Spirit, um, and also by reading your word and praying, your spiritual gift, it's, we shouldn't be emulating anybody. Um, I see this happen many times where people operate in the prophetic, feel like they have to emulate somebody else. And God didn't call us to be copycats. We are all unique. And those of us who operate in the prophetic gifting, it's important that you understand that, um, you're unique and God's going to use you in a different way from somebody else. And it's not always going to look the same. It might look different. You're going to speak different. Okay. You know, some of some, some of you are not going to have, you know, many followers and that's okay because it's not about having followers. It's about following Christ, following his example. And I think sometimes we forget about that. We're too busy, you know, trying to make a brand out of our prophetic gifting that we forget what our gift is for. It's not to be served. It's to serve others. And so it's important that we remember that. And also, if I could just um, add one more thing is, you know, make sure that you are in the presence of God. Make sure that you spend time reading the word. You know, at that time, Samuel didn't really know the word of God. It wasn't really revealed to him at that time. But God, but God showed up to him and revealed himself to him and made known that it was him speaking. And now we're living in the time of the new covenant of grace. And we all have the Holy Spirit now, you know, so we all have access to God's presence now. So it is important that we take advantage of that and that we really spend time in God's presence, that we really spend time in God's word and also walking in obedience. That is fellowship right there. That is true fellowship with the Lord. It's prayer. It's reading the word and it's obeying his word. It's being obedient to him and, you know, being led by his spirit. Um, if you do those things, you know, God, God will definitely reveal himself to you because you're seeking him. It says if you seek him, you will find him. So if you are operating the prophetic gifting, it's important that every day you seek God. Because you're not going to get to know God unless you're seeking him. It's so important that you seek God. So, um... That is all for this Lightworks podcast. I hope that it ministers to you. And I hope that even if you were kind of the ones disappointed that, you know, um, 
about the Trump prophecies or maybe it made you think differently about um, the gift of prophecy, I want you to know that you, that you have hope in Christ. And remember that men fail us all the time, but God never fails us. And these are people just like us who have flaws, just like us. And we need to you know, extend grace and we need to move forward. And don't let it discourage you from using your prophetic gift. Just be more disciplined about how you approach your gifting and how you use it and making sure that you are truly hearing from God before you speak. And sometimes it's going to put you in an uncomfortable predicament. But just know that when you do it through the Holy Spirit and in the right attitude, God will show up and do great things. Thank you again for watching and uh, I will talk to you all later. God bless. Bye.